When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Oh, mama! What a play! Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. We call our Tuesday edition game plan. My name is Chris Plank. Thanks so much for listening. We got a lot to get to on the show today. Toby Rowland coming up here to kick things off. We'll go in depth with a T-Row as we get set for the Big 12 basketball tournament and kind of where things are bracketology wise. Looks like the Sooners are safely in, but it wouldn't hurt to go ahead and win the Big 12 tournament. We'll recap Saturday, preview what's ahead coming up with T-Row here in just a bit. My man Matt Archibald has been front and center with a ton of content from not just the combine but spring football. So one of the guys that you don't see in front of the camera a lot, even though I think you should, Arch, uh, one of the guys who puts together a lot of the cool videos, a lot of the fun things you see on Soonersports.com, Soonersports.tv, and on social media. Matt Archibald will share his combine experience with us. And we'll hear from one of the participants – of what looks to be one of the biggest pro days maybe ever, as Oklahoma's pro day will hit the air on Wednesday. And Mike Houck says over 100 media credentials have been issued. The NFL Network will have a 19-person crew. ESPN will have a 15-person crew. And we have an incredibly committed and focused crew from Sooner Sports TV that will have complete coverage beginning at 9 a.m. Central Time tomorrow. That's 9 a.m. Central Time tomorrow. We'll have a recap show coming up at 5 o'clock on Fox Sports Oklahoma. So, yeah, kind of cool the NFL Network and ESPN is here. But, man, 
You will not find analysis better than what Gabe Eichert and Teddy Lehman will bring you. We'll have interviews from all around the madness with Jessica Cootie and Emily Dunford and, of course, Chad McKee with the maestro of the entire event. So tons of coverage coming up on Sooner Sports TV for OU's Pro Day. We'll kick off our coverage here on the Sooner Sports Podcast coming up here in just a bit with Drew Samia. But right now, let's start with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland. We kick off the game plan talking hoops. Toby, first and foremost, uh, Big 12 tournament. I know it's one of your favorite weeks of the year, but any concern for carryover from Saturday night's loss in Manhattan? I think big picture, Saturday night didn't go well. Um, you know, Kansas State got after him defensively, and Oklahoma, uh, especially early second half when the game got away from them, didn't react well. If they played okay the first half, a little spurt made it a 10-point game at halftime, and early second half, K-State really went on a run there that put them away. So wasn't a great night. Uh, they struggle against aggressive half-court defensive teams. So I think that'll be important to keep an eye on matchup-wise when the bracket comes out for the NCAA tournament. But if you step back and you look at the big picture, this team was – uh, on a five-game losing streak and going the wrong direction quickly when they went down to Fort Worth three weeks ago. And they were able to win four of their last six and put themselves in a good spot. I mean, it looks like they're in a good spot here. I think they would be wise for them to win one more just to be safe, but they're probably in a good place. So kudos to them for kind of turning a season around that was sliding the wrong direction and taking a little bit of momentum into – postseason play here I, I think they got a good chance to beat uh west virginia obviously on wednesday night and then who knows against tech that's another one of those uh tough half court teams they played them twice and tech handled them pretty easily in norman and and it was a great game in lubbock oklahoma had a great chance to win that game in lubbock but I, um we'll see i know that i'm as about as insane over bracketologies as i am the nfl draft but am I crazy for thinking that if Joe Lenardi's bracket comes to fruition, that you've got to dig that matchup? Uh, he's got him in Jacksonville as a 10 seed playing Cincinnati in the first round with the winner of the 215 matchup, LSU and Bradley, waiting in the second round. I'm getting way ahead of ourselves here, but that's so not I watched, bad. I watched Cincinnati uh, this weekend, though, against Houston, and they look terrible. They look bad. They haven't yeah. beaten a ranked team this year. Yeah. No, I wouldn't hate that matchup at all, but, you know, who knows. Right. I think they're going to be – it's going to be a team like that. You know, you're going to play a 7-8-9 seed. Uh, OU is going to be an 8-9 or 10, depending on what they do, and they're going to play a 7-8-9. So you're talking about that caliber of of team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, th those are virtually a coin flip. In fact, I think – I have to look, but I think the 10s won that 7-10 matchup as often as the 7 has in – NCAA history the 11 has a lot of success against the six too so they'll have a chance whoever they play Cincinnati I wouldn't mind it Louisville I think is a stylistically a great matchup for Oklahoma that's another team that I've seen a few times um but I, I don't know who who knows a lot could happen between now and next Sunday yeah the uh just in that seven to eight range right now you have teams like Wofford Iowa State you mentioned Louisville Cincinnati, uh, Washington, and, and again, we're we're not going to see rematches with Big Twelve teams in the first VCU round. VCU so and Iowa, yeah. are teams I've seen. In v there. Very interesting on that front. So Syracuse, I, I don't think they want anything to do with Syracuse stylistically. I, I don't think Syracuse is any good this year, but that's another potential matchup for them that 
I don't know how Oklahoma would handle that one. I think it's going to be interesting to see if the Big 12 does hold on to those eight teams. You know, suddenly you're looking at Texas being not only uh, one of the last four buys, but TCU joins that group in Lenardi's projection that's among the last four in. So, I don't know. I'll make a prediction. Go ahead. I think TCU has to win the Oklahoma State game to get in. That's not a given. That'll be a very good game on Wednesday night. That'll be an important game. And Texas, I think, is going to lose to Kansas, and I think they're going to miss the tournament. And if they do, that might be it for Shaka. Wow. There is no excuse for that Texas team missing the NCAA tournament. When you look at the amount of talent, the stars next to their names and everything they have out there, but they're going to have to beat Kansas, I think, in Kansas City to get in. And that probably ain't happening. No. No. And, you know, he he dropped the line, Shaka Smart did, about – you know his his level of disappointment and it's almost as if the fans like yeah yeah we're, we're right there with you dude don't don't worry yeah. we're disappointed as well too so hey speaking of no disappointment how about skip johnson's team going to houston this weekend and taking two of three from rice after the way that weekend started wow yeah that was good it looked bleak there uh at one point on saturday afternoon when they had blown the lead and were down eight to four and and we're staring a three-game losing streak in the face. But uh, the bats came alive. Boy, Briley Ware had a big-time weekend at the plate. Cade Cavalli started to really crush the ball. Um, he TJ, did you see his him stare down the home run? I thought he might get plunked. I didn't uh, see it, but I, you know, I heard the home run call. But he he stared it down pretty good. Um, so yeah, was, uh, and Prater was outstanding yesterday. Uh, two of three uh, on the road against a quality program like that, that's a thats a very good weekend. Very good weekend. Yeah, I had realized, I was watching some of the highlights, and I don't know who Sooner Vision sent with baseball, but they were straight fire, whatever they put together. So kudos <laughs> to, good. to that that person. But I hadn't realized how long, it, but 2003 for Rice's national championship? Right, yeah. I, I, now, they've been a very good team, but that just seemed like it was, oh, you know, a couple years ago. That's 16 uh-huh. years ago. When it was they won 06, the we had that super regional down there. That doesn't seem like long ago. I know. So it's crazy. They've been isn't down it? a bit in recent years. Wayne Graham just retired, and they got a new coach for the first time this year. And uh, hopefully, Rice baseball can get back to where it was. And But, uh, you know, they beat TCU and Baylor last weekend, so they're not a bad club. Covered quite a bit there as we get you set for OU basketball, getting things underway in the Big 12 tournament on Wednesday night. The Sooners will square off against West Virginia in the first round of the Big 12 tournament. And you can get your tickets online at Big12Sports.com slash buy tickets. Going to be fun. OU and West Virginia. Meanwhile, man, we got a ton to get to on the Sooner Pro Day because, as we mentioned in the open, all kinds of coverage coming up. Uh, 9 a.m. live on Soonersports.tv. We'll have the wrap-up show tomorrow night at 5 p.m., But one of the guys front and center joins us right now on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Drew Samia is in the house. Drew, thanks for hanging out with us. Congratulations on your great career. What has the post-Sooner pre-draft life been like for you? It's going really good, man. Uh, Thank you for having me on. Uh, As far as the the process, you know, it's been a good time. Uh, It's cool that I'm going through, you know, with uh, Bobby, Ben, and Cody, and and Rodney, and all those guys. So it's been a fun experience. You guys talk much? About uh, what you're going through right now, or compare notes at all? Yeah, man, we're uh, we're in a group chat, we're in a Snapchat uh, group text also, and uh, we met up at the combine, so we just to keep the tabs on each other this whole time. 
uh, I, I know that there'll be a lot of time for reminiscing down the road, but Drew, I'm curious just to get an idea of what your day looks like. I mean, it's a, it's a much different world because there's no class, which has got to be nice. Or at least I think you're, you're not taking any classes right now, are you? No, I graduated no, yeah, last year. Yeah, you're done. You're done, so done, which is sweet. But what's a typical day look like for you as you prepare for the draft? Uh, that's awesome, man. So, uh, you know, like you said, no school, so it's pretty much football <laughs> all day. Um, so before we went to the – I'll just give you a rundown Go of for my, it. my combine prep. So, you know, we would wake up in the morning uh, probably around 8 o'clock, you know, get a workout in around 9, you know, warm up, stuff like that, get like a two-hour workout in. Uh, field work and then lifting and then during the afternoon like you you get maybe an hour uh-oh did we lose drew and come back later in the afternoon do a do a second workout uh two hours again lifting and running and then you get all evening to to recover get some massages in get some cupping dry needling stuff like that so you know we can really take advantage of this time to take care of our bodies now which is nice so it was interesting, if I'm understanding reading some of the tea leaves, Drew, they really wanted you to put on weight. So how much of a challenge was that? How different was that from what you were kind of called upon to do by uh, Benny and Coach B at Oklahoma? You know, actually, uh, because of what they did at Oklahoma, I think they did such a good job with, you know, hammering that into me that I'm going to need to gain weight for the league. Um, that my last year playing at 300 pounds, it was a solid 300. So, uh I've been able to, to bump up an extra five, five to eight pounds within these you know, last couple of months. And, you know, gaining weight hasn't actually been as hard as it was uh, initially coming into college. Well, that's great news. What's your what's your plan on Wednesday? Are you going to do much? Are you going to run? Are you going to lift again? I'm not going to run or lift again. I'm going to do um, the shuttle and the L drill. So I'll do the, the agility drills. And then I'll also do the position work with the coaches and uh, weigh in again. That's cool, man. Drew Samia hanging out with us as he gets set for the draft. Uh, just a couple of other house cleaning items. What's your draft day plans? Are you going to have a watch party? Are you going to chill with the family? Uh, I think we're right now we're looking at like a uh, not really a, a draft party, but more of like a, a celebration type deal the week before the draft, just so we can be, you know, celebrating the the end of an I guess an era of uh, of college football and you know moving on to professional football. And then uh, the day of the draft, I'm just going to keep it really small, be with uh, select people in my family, people close to me. And then uh, we're just going to watch the draft. That's awesome, man. Hey, so, Drew, what are you hearing right now whenever you talk to teams? And I know your agent does a lot of this legwork, but let's just talk in general. Where are they wanting to, I don't know, see you, is is the term, maybe even improve the most before draft day? I, I think that's kind of unfair, but what's kind of the buzz of what people want from you before April 28th? So uh, I've actually asked this of a lot of teams, and uh, the general consensus is, you know, just working on flexibility, uh, constant technique work, things that you can, that any that everybody can improve on. You know what I mean? Um, right. But most of the answers that I'm getting from these coaches is that uh, they can't really do much. They can't really say much about how I need to improve until like they get my hands on me. You know what I mean? Right. Because so, uh, each coach is different. They're going to want me to do different things. But, uh, you know, they, they like the intensity that, you know, all four of us play with. Uh, they like the mentality that our offensive line has. They show they see that it's a, a culture that we have here. How much did Bill Beanboat prepare you for this? And, I, and obviously, I don't know if you guys had a sit down, but, I mean, from just the perspective of being in that room from the first day you stepped on campus, how well did that prepare you for this next step? Man, Coach B probably prepared us better than you know, any other coach in the nation. You can see that when we go in the – 
a lot of these teams asked us to do board work. Um, so while we're up there writing down these plays, apparently, I, I guess it's not uh, universal that each offensive lineman knows every play, every scheme that they're doing, every formation, what the purpose of each scheme and play is. And Coach B demanded that of us. So it, it helped us transition, and we didn't have to learn too much. We could just come in and you know, show these teams our football knowledge right off the bat. Does that versatility for you potentially include center at the next level? Yeah, a lot of teams have asked if I can snap, which I can. Um, but, you know, uh, they only travel like, what, eight offensive linemen at a time, mm-hmm. so everybody needs to be able to play several positions. I'm just lucky to be in a position where I can play all five. Yeah, and you j- you just about did all five, and if anything <laughs> would have happened to Creed late in the season, you may have ended up at center this year as well, too. Can you just kind of take us through that room? And, and as you said, that's been a staple of Coach B. He demands that you guys know everybody's responsibility, not just does that help you on Saturdays, but as you said, Drew, that helps you when it comes to the next level. Exactly. Um, when I started taking practice reps at center, like, the hard part wasn't the, the scheme. I was able to stand up there and make calls, call out the defense, call out what the play is, and the you know everything that the center calls. I was able to do just because I know just every, because all of us know everything. But um, the the only thing that you need to transition with is the technique, which makes it you know just so much easier. Only having to focus on uh, actual you know football technique instead of scheme. Drew, can uh, boy, I just I have I'm so intrigued by this because I've been a draft fan from day one. So. When you went to the Combine, was it everything you had expected? Did anyone try to, I don't know, get under your skin? Did you have any of the oddities that sometimes come out of the Combine interviews? You know, I wasn't hit with too many uh, odd questions. I had to do one of those, uh, you know, remember remember these words, and then they quizzed me on math. It was like a psychological test, verbally. And then at the end, I had to tell them what those words were. But uh, that was probably the most interesting thing that I had to go on. I didn't... I don't think that these teams question my mentality or my commitment or my football knowledge. So I don't think that they had to worry too much as far as the you know, mentality aspect of it. I know that we probably don't have time to go through every single team right now, but have you got a feel for a couple of teams that might be a little bit more interested in Drew Samia at the next level? Uh, you know, you can't, I can't really say that. Um, you know, each team is, is showing pretty much equal interest. Uh, you know, they everyone does their recruiting different ways and, Teams may be showing lighter interest just because they don't want other teams to catch on. You know what I mean? So it's it's all just a game that they're playing and they're going through their process. And I can just do the best that I can during this time. It's a game, but isn't it enraging to a certain degree? Because it is your future, but yet no one wants to get too carried away and telling you how they feel because they're afraid that's going to get out. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know how much you've talked to Gabe, but Gabe Eichern and I have been doing a, a, a serious show together every now and then, Drew. And then you have guys that will call you and say, hey, you're our guy, and then you'll never hear from him again. So, I mean, is it not kind of frustrating too, or do you just roll with it? Yeah, luckily uh, I, I kind of – I was given this information beforehand, so I knew what to expect coming in, that uh, this is going to be a really, really weird process. It's not going to be like college at all where like, he's <laughs> – you know, college recruiting, they come through and, like, I guess, didn't the coach sleep over at one kid's house yes. one time because he wanted them? Like, Jim Harbaugh. No, it's – yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's nothing like that at all now. Like, we're we're fighting to, to get into the NFL. They don't need us. You know what I mean? There's always someone coming up next. So, uh, the process is a little bit different. I knew it was going to be different, so I wasn't caught off guard by the aspect of it being a very dynamic industry. Um, do you uh... – 
again, I'm asking you these questions that I know you truly can't answer, and maybe I should bug your agent. But do you have a, an area in this draft where you want to go? I mean, everyone wants to go first round. I understand that. But do you kind of have a target about where you think you could have your name called? I think, uh, you know, personally, I think that I'm deserving of a day two pick. Um, you know, I, I feel like I have the potential to be a day one pick. But, you know, everyone feels that way. If I'm, if I'm speaking realistically, I would say day two. Uh, I think that I've worked my way up there. I've shown teams the improvement over the last four years in college going from a freshman who was barely able to to start to uh to you know a, a senior who was able to get some good accolades at the end. So uh, you know I, I feel like I, I've done the work, put in the work, and uh, you know hopefully teams see me as a day two pick as well. Is is there anything that that allows you some time to look back and think about what you were able to accomplish? I mean, you're playing right tackle in a national semifinal game as a true freshman. Uh, you shift inside and become part of a, a Joe Moore award-winning offensive line, which was the best in college football last year. Drew, I know there's a lot ahead of you, but, I mean, do you allow yourself to reminisce a little bit about how special these last four years were? You know, the only time that I, I really do reminisce is when I'm sitting down with the other guys, um, you know, talking about how we did win that Joe Moore Award. That's probably the one thing that I reminisce on a lot because it was such – it was just such a big accomplishment. I, I feel like that's the, the greatest reward that, I mean, besides the national championship. But the, that was the greatest reward that me, uh, Ben, Cody, Bobby, and Creed could have gotten. Uh, you know, we've, we've been through so much. We've, we've worked so hard, been through so much adversity. And having that be our, you know, cherry on top of the cake was just an amazing experience. And that's probably the one thing that I reminisce on a lot. All right, man. I know you're busy and I appreciate your time, but uh, we'll let you go on this. You have any plans to get back to Norman before or after the draft? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, the, after the draft right now, it's kind of up in the air. So uh, I'll let you know. All right, buddy. Hey, I really appreciate your time, Drew. Thank your agents for getting us in touch, man. And just great. Hey, Great wishes, man. Best of luck. Enjoy this process. I'm sure it's going to be life-changing for you, and we can't wait to follow you on your next step. All right. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on, and uh, thank you for everything. I'm lucky enough to have seen every snap Drew Samia ever took with a front-row seat, and I don't take that for granted. He was one of the coolest dudes to get to know and obviously came up just short of Gabe Eichert's record. For most starts by an offensive lineman in a Sooner career, legitimately one start short. Had the Sooners ended up making it to the championship game, he would have tied him. He would have knotted up Gabe Eichert. But uh, really cool stuff for Drew Samia. Just for fun, I put together, and I, I don't know how many of them will be used, but I'm a very passionate draft fan. I, I take it very seriously. <laughs> I don't know why, but I, I just do and I always have. And I've got Gabe, I've got um, Gabe, I've got Drew projected as a fourth rounder right now, maybe early fifth, but keep an eye on the Denver Broncos as a team that could have their eyes on Drew Samia. Excited for Pro Day, complete coverage coming up, and uh, we're going to have Friday's show completely dedicated to Pro Day. So you'll hear from Gabe and Teddy and Chad and Jess and maybe uh, M as well, too, as we look back on Pro Day that you get a chance to see firsthand tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. And you know what? We wouldn't be complete without talking about those hard-working souls behind the scene that put everything in to the content you see. They might not get the pub they deserve, so I'm going to try to give many of them a little bit of pub here. Matt Archibald is one of my favorite dudes on the planet, and I'm very envious of the fact that he got to go to the Combine, 
But I thought I'd uh, hang over, pull him out of, out of his office for a little bit, pull him away from the camera, pull him away from the editor, and kind of grind away on what the experience was like at the Combine this past week where there's tons of incredible content online at Soonersports.com. But let's kind of talk about all the fun behind it. Well, take me through what Indianapolis was like. What was the experience? That was your first time, right? Yeah. To, Not to the city, but to the Combine, right? Well, first time in Indy as well. Tory went last year. It was the first time they'd open him up to the colleges to come and film their guys at the combine so this year i got to go up uh it was cool it's it's a massive just production like last year from just the college side i think they had like nine schools there now this year it's like 20 some and just being in the stadium on the day where they're running drills there's just so many different nfl network cameras obviously all the scouts are there all the college kids are there like our when i say college kids like the guys from colleges filming and doing their thing so Everything the NFL does is massive and a big production, and that was evidently clear once I got there. I think we talked to Tori a little bit about it last year, but this is something new they've done in the last few years is open it up for the college ranks. So with that said, access, were you able to be down on the field during drills? What was that like? Yeah, they have a few different sections for us to like shoot from, but I was able to chat with Cody Ford. He was doing an interview with uh, Bucky Brooks on his podcast, I think, and after he was done, I was close enough to just kind of like – holler at him and wave him over so that was cool the um for two years now we've had the star of the show like obviously baker last year the big the big storyline then kyler this year so it's almost like a small burden that we keep having the the <laughs> vip person there because then everyone wants a piece of them and i'm not going to try to get in the way of nfl network and espn and everything else but i was able to plug in and get the audio that you used on the previous podcast um you know what was funny was I locked eyes with Marquise at one point. He had a pretty big podium session going on, too. And I was just trying to be close so I could get a few, like, close-up photos and videos. And he, like, locked eyes with me. And I think he, like, because my OU jacket was covered by this, like, black vest we had to wear the whole time. But he was able to, like, lock eyes and gave me a little, like, there's only one. <laughs> it's like, hey, what's up, man? Go OU. Go Sooners, right? Do, do you get questions asked of you? Because as we've learned, the Combine can be a place where – Every little tidbit of information is needed. Anyone ask you anything? I wouldn't say anyone that was, like, a scout, but, like, I had a few friends who work kind of, like, doing multimedia stuff in the NFL, and, like, they're just, like, you know, last year, they would tutor, be like, what's Baker like this year? You know, Kyler, what's – and while I believe in all of our guys, I felt myself almost having to, like, stand tall. Same. And the, yeah, but, like, hey, Kyler's tall enough. Don't quite – his arm is just a cannon. Like, he's fine. I wouldn't have any doubts about him. These guys are good, blah, blah, blah. Like, So while it's probably not a surprise, and I was always like, you know, you can take this with a grain of salt. I'm wearing OU everything right now. Uh, I was talking up our guys at any chance I could, and I think truthfully, I'm not just spinning things that are just patently false, but it was so funny. I was in Indy, and then I was just scrolling Twitter on the day to see the measurements because that was the big deal. Not because I really cared, other than I just wanted to be like, Okay, he's five ten plus. We can move on. And then as it rained in, I was like, <laughs> just ridiculous. It was crazy to see the reaction to it. Um, I love the draft. I love this time of year. I hate that part of it to where you you feel like you have to defend guys because you shouldn't have to defend them. But we're not here for a bully pulpit moment. We're here to kind of talk <laughs> about our coverage. So fans have seen a lot of cool stuff from behind the scenes, not just at the combine, but you carry that over to spring practice and now to pro day this week. Um, can you kind of take us through the vision and what we'll see over the next couple of days at Soonersports.com? So we kicked off uh, spring coverage yesterday. Um, 
day one, everyone's always excited. They're just ready to see football. So that's what we do. <laughs> you know, here's here's guys doing football things. Enjoy. Um, we're hoping to implement an all-access series with the three new defensive coaches, um, starting off with defensive coordinator Coach Grinch, which should start soon, trying to lock down um, dates and times to film that. But I think that'll be enjoyable for fans to kind of get a behind-the-scenes and a mic'd-up kind of feel of what these new defensive coaches are bringing to the table. Uh, Pro Day, which we thought last year was the biggest spectacle we've ever seen. Um, now it will only be bigger. We should be live-streaming that on Soonersports.tv for free, the entire run of it. Uh, obviously, Kyler's throwing and 40 will be the marquee event, but we'll stream the entire event. Um, we'll be there taking photos and video, um, and we'll push that out You know, once the day is done, and hopefully some other creative, fun ideas that we have the plan for, but you never know if they're going to work until you go and either succeed or fail with what you're trying to pull together. I know I promised you only five minutes, but i got to ask two more combine questions. All right, cool. Just want to make sure. Uh, coolest thing from the combine for you? Because for those, Arch, in addition to being a video guru, editing guru, digital guru, you're a sports fan too. And I can remember we talked about it from the Heisman when you went. It's this moment where you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm here with all these Heisman winners. Did you have a fanboy moment? Was there anything that was overly exciting that kind of stood out from the combine this weekend? I think the thing for me, like, just – so the Combine takes place, and I think they like having it in, in Indy from what I heard from some, like, NFL friends. But Yeah, I don't think they're moving in. Everything is right there, including things you don't think about, like the hospital is just right next to the airport. The airport's super close. But every, like, place that you just want to walk to be able to get some food in between what you're doing, I ran into, like – it was like NFL Network and ESPN like came to life for me. Like there's Albert Breer, there's Ian Rappaport, there's a bunch of GMs and coaches. Like you just see these people that you've only seen on TV, writers, reporters, GMs, coaches, in person, and they're just normal guys in air quotes because obviously they're like some of the one percenters of football. But like, hey, I'm getting a sandwich right here behind Mike Tomlin. This is cool. Like, so that was really interesting. Just to, you know, we're all in this same spot. Uh, that was cool. The one thing I learned, and unless I missed it, but I was hawking the stadium. When they run the 40s, I thought they put their unofficial time up on a board somewhere. I don't think it's anywhere for them to find. I couldn't find it unless now the only day I was there was for the O-linemen, which you think they would still show them. But if there's a measurement that's pretty inconsequential for the O-line, it's that position. But I, I didn't see it, so I think that would be really tough to know if you. I mean, you kind of know if you felt like you got off the block fine and everything. But it, I think you'd want to know if you need to try to really dig deep and push it on this next one or not, or if you had a good time. So I don't know if there's a way that people tell them what their time was, but I didn't see a clock anywhere in there. A lot of hand timing, I think, that goes on too. Then one more thing: was there anything that was different in person than what you maybe saw on TV? I've obviously watched it for a few years working here, just clipping guys going oh you guys going through their highlights this sounds like kind of bad i love the experience but when you're watching on tv you can get up and go get a sandwich or go to the bathroom and like the commentary from the guys keeps you engaged right well the first session that i was in with um bobby evans and cody Ford, they ran back to back so then after they were done i had like nine ten minutes of just like nothing so i would really like zone out and i number 16 as soon as like 15 went i need to be ready well, there are definitely times where, because there's no noise, the fans that are there aren't allowed to make noise, there's no one really talking loud enough to, like, be interested in anything. So, by the time, like, our guys would come up for their second go-around of something, 
I like to have to like snap out of like whatever I was like daydreaming of or thinking of. Like, oh, okay, here we go. Get ready, get ready. <laughs> so it's a lot more. I don't want to say boring, but it's just really quiet and not a lot going on other than, you know, what's happening on the field. But there's no noise. It was very silent, very peculiar. <laughs> Great stuff. Thanks, Arch. And, of course, you'll have tons of info on Soonersports.com, right? Oh, yeah. That'll be your uh, home for spring content. All right. Big week ahead for Sooner Athletics. Obviously, um, my eyes are on two things. Number one, softball, where we're hitting the road for kind of a unique series. We hit, we'll be playing on – Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So two games Thursday, two games Friday, a game Saturday, then boom, we're heading back to Norman before starting conference play in Lubbock next week. And Texas Tech has been one of the talks of the college softball world as they are off to an incredible start. So the Sooners can take care of business this week. That is going to be a potential top 10 matchup next week between Oklahoma and Texas Tech. We mentioned men's hoops. The start of the Big 12 tournament with things looking good for the Sooners to potentially land a spot in the Big Dance. Oklahoma will open up the Big 12 tournament against West Virginia at 8.30. That's 8.30. I think I said 6 earlier. 8.30 on Wednesday night for Oklahoma and West Virginia. And then, and then, we turn around with a huge home finale for the OU women's gymnastics team as they square off against Alabama. We'll be able to talk about that a lot more. But get your tickets now at Soonersports.com slash tickets. This Friday is going to be something special leading into the Big 12 Championship. So uh, to kind of put all this in a digestible little capsule, Pro Day tomorrow, 9 a.m., complete coverage at Soonersports.com and Soonersports.tv. 5 o'clock tomorrow night at Fox Sports Oklahoma. And we'll recap everything coming up on Friday. Selection Sunday right around the corner. And I guess you can say conference play for the OU softball team. And as we talked about with Toby, great start to the season for Sooner Baseball. Good time to be a Sooner. Thank you so much for listening. Hey, uh, while you're here, go subscribe. Soonersports.tv slash podcast if you haven't already. Spread the word on social media. Uh, Soonersports.tv slash podcast. Soonersports.com slash podcast. And if you go through iTunes, please leave a review and a five-star rating. Everyone have a great start to your week. And until Friday, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. Make sure to get all the latest episodes online right now at Soonersports.tv slash podcast. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at OU on the Air. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.